everyone, and welcome to a very special Christmas episode of Why Are We Watching This? Before we begin, we'd like for you to get cozy by the fire with a warm mug of hot cocoa and pull the last tab on your advent calendar, because today, Zach was a whiny brat who invoked a holly jolly hell beast, and Sean's a shotgun-wielding bitch Aunt Dorothy, because we're watching Krampus. Papa's chicken is a What is up, guys? I'm Sean. I'm Zach. I'm Zach. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. This week we're watching Krampus. We're cramping it up, Krampus style. <laughs> Krampus came out in 2015. It's got, runs uh, 98 minutes. It was directed by Michael Doherty, which we will come back to that. It was written by Michael Doherty, Todd Casey, and Zach Shields. It has an IMDb rating of 6.1. This movie costs $15 million to make. What do you think it made in the box office, Zach? Uh, at least double. This movie made $16.2 million. That's they unfortunate. made a million dollars back. Uh, the movie has a rating of PG-13. I want to address that I have been forgetting to put that. Oh. Yeah, I noticed that today. Sorry, Might if be. that's been an issue. Might be, y'all. Um, a quick synopsis of this movie. After young Max loses his holiday spirit, he and his family are faced with a harrowing storm. The family attempt to remain calm, but tensions rise when things begin to go bump in the night. One by one, the family are subdued by Krampus and his many horrific helpers. So, this is not my first time watching this movie. I know it's not your first time watching this movie. No, I saw this in theaters, so... Uh, me too. Did we see this together? No. Okay. Uh, I gotta say, I like that you're wearing your Krampus jersey right now. Oh, no, 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 no. This is my four-color demons jersey. Well, I know, but it looks like Krampus. It does. And the horns. That's why I'm wearing it. Um, I wanted to bring up that uh, this was connected to our Halloween pick, Trick or Treat. We had kind of decided then... Oh, Michael Dory did Trick or Treat! Go watch that shit. We decided then that uh, we would do this as well for Christmas. And with that being said, update, I still have not seen Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yes. Well, that's because you have to come over to my house, watch it on the big-ass TV. I know. Trick or Treat didn't make as much money because I remember we talked about how it had its release pushed back two years. Yeah. But I know that its reception was a lot better than this movie. And uh, even, so last night, um, Rachel and Felicity watched this before I actually watched it today. Yeah. And their responses were kind of mixed. Oh, really? And so Felly didn't like this movie at all. And uh, Rachel did, but kind of was like, yeah. I think she had seen it too already. Um, without directly giving away my answer, I'm kind of disappointed in that. But at the same time, I think that at this point in time, we can confidently say that this was just a sophomore, sophomore slump for Michael Doherty. That's loud. This was just a sophomore slump for Michael Doherty. And, um, you know, I think most of my issues with this movie, and it started to kind of come to me at the end, was... The severity of the story is kind of undercut in a way because I don't think that it really translates in film. Because a lot of the situations, I'm like, yeah, in person that would be pretty, like, crazy, but it almost is just funny to watch. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if that takes away from it at all. 
I will say, and this is something I didn't realize, this movie's listed as a, a comedy, drama, and fantasy film. Huh. Not horror in any way. No. And when I when I kind of thought of like saw that and thought about that, I was like, oh, that kind of like makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, hold up. Uh, hopefully, without giving away my answer or my final review, um, I'm not disappointed in that because I actually liked this movie more than I remembered. Oh. And after knowing what happens and then just watching it play out, I like enjoyed it so much more. And so I think like you kind of have to break it in and watch it once or twice before you might like pick up on it. If it's not in like the kind of movie that's for you, like that, you know, is for you. Cause like when I saw it in theaters, I was kind of bummed out too. I was like, Oh, I thought this was going to be like more serious. Sure. I think that's what it is. People wanted a really scary, like, Krampus movie. I yeah. But also like looking back at it, I'm like, shit, it was scary though. Like I wasn't like jumping, but like it's scary stuff. Right. You know? It's like situational horror. I mean Yeah. And that's what I mean is some of the um It's like people don't appreciate that. It's like if they weren't scared by it then Yeah, people have to be scared by the image rather than You'd be scared of it if it were happening, wouldn't you? Exactly. that okay, so that really occurred to me uh during the um when all the the family go up into the attic and yeah. the the minions i guess start to attack them mm-hmm. and you start to see the different versions of them and i'm going you know some of these aren't terrifying to look at but in that situation i would be terrified they kind of were though uh, sure but especially because they're in a dark attic they only have flashlights for light right you're um, not seeing much you're seeing like flashes of like what you're seeing and that's like even more terrifying well and it's it's interesting takes on uh different like christmas or holiday themed like toys you know yeah we have the angel which is like this crazy bat looking creature that's like i mean it has squawking. like bird wings though right it's yeah, really I, like ratty kind of i guess i say bat because i th- associate a bat with like hell yeah but this thing I was know. just like a monster like it was such a weird looking thing and it had like it, it dead looked eyes like, uh, and a porcelain face it looked like Chucky's bride. Kind of, yeah, like Tiffany. Um, yeah. And then the the teddy bears were kind of... Oh, the teddy bear was cool. I thought it was cool looking, exactly. Not yeah, like scary, the, but the cool. crazy sharp teeth and was like rabid. But in that situation, that would be pretty fucking scary to see a little teddy bear that looks Dude, like that Jack coming at the you. Box. The Jack in the Box is hands down terrifying. Just the noise it makes. And then when you see its face and it, like, starts to scream and stuff. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, this thing's kind of scary. Like, straight up scary. Yeah. It's like, um, it has this, what I love in, like, horror, or when horror does this well, is the mix of uh, organic Mm -hmm. looking things with with fake things. So you Mm -hmm. have the fake jack-in-the-box body, but with the, like, really gross organic mouth and the teeth. You can tell by, like, the arm movements, or I at least feel like it, and some of the, like, movement there that it was a guy in a suit. Yeah, absolutely. So it was, like, super practical, but I think there was a little bit of CGI to make the eyes blink. That might have been practical, though. That might have been practical, I'm not sure, but this movie... It does something that uh, we talked about with Trick or Treat. With the, they blend the practical and the CGI. Mm-hmm. This movie, the blending is... I want to say not as good, but I don't think that's fair. Because I think the CG in this movie was focused on areas that you kind of almost had to do CG. So, like, the, the gingerbread men. 
They don't look great, but how else would you do that and make it look good and, like, realistic? Yeah, and that's funny because that's, uh, those were also one of the things that, like, I was like, "Eh." the other stuff is really cool and I don't really think that's that cool, but I appreciate it for kind of being kind of slapstick in a way. Sure, exactly. It, It reminds me a lot of, like, Army of Darkness. Right. Because of the scenes with the the small ash army, mm-hmm. you guys. Um, yeah, I, I I thought those scenes. I thought those scenes for me worked because it was David Kushner versus the gingerbread men. Yeah, and because you have a comedic actor that is able to play things like that well. Because you have an actor who's who's able to play against comedic situations like that well. Um, I think that that scene really did work. Yeah. It just was kind of getting past the initial like, oh. These monsters look a lot more cartoon than the rest of the monsters. Because the rest of the monsters have been pretty practical. Yeah. Up until this point. Um, one of my favorite, like... So you, what, you had, what you had said at the beginning about how this movie maybe um, pays off after a viewing. After your initial viewing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I caught um, that I really like appreciated as far as the ginger, gingerbread men go was when they go into the house looking for the daughter, um, Adam Scott and David Kushner's character. Yeah. And they find the gingerbread the man gingerbread with a knife stabbed to the wall or whatever. And I laughed. I was just like, that so is so good because it, when you know what's coming up, like yeah. his response is, uh, he's like, like oh, what kind of sick. A, yeah. Yeah. Someone's a real sick son of a bitch or something yeah. like that. And then like, you know that you're like, Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I, I felt exactly the same way watching it this time. So I was like, oh, that's that's pretty good. It's like there's so many like in-jokes to the story itself. Yeah. Um, well, let's start. We'll kind of start from the beginning. I know we've been jumping around a bunch. Uh, the credit sequence in this movie honestly makes me laugh every time I watch it because I like forget how good it oh, is. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it's, it's, at first it's just like Black Friday shoppers going crazy and wailing on each other. And then you get like people being tased and like yeah. kids freaking out it's, on It Santa gets like and... crazy. Like, oh well, it's, it's bad shit crazy off the start because people are like, although it's realistic and that's the sad part. But like people it's, are like getting stepped on. It's so slightly dramatized though. That's the thing. Right. Like the tasing things because right. they're like having fun. And people full on like and... fighting each other over things. Yeah. Uh, it, but then it's like all slowed down. It's all yeah. in slow-mo, and they're playing Christmas music over it. Oh, it's a beginning it's, to look a lot like Christmas? Yeah. I was, dude, I just die every it's time I perfect. see that. And it's it's this perfect reflection of kind of the moral of this movie. Oh, re- that reminds me. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie, you should probably turn this off. Um, Unless you don't care. I mean, that's fine. And yeah, then go watch it, and then be like, oh, yeah, I totally agree. Or be like, I disagree. You know, my thoughts on that, because... Uh, I have some movies ruined for me before I see them. I'm very... I pick and choose. There are some movies where I'm like, I don't want to know anything about it before I go into it. But for me, having a movie spoiled doesn't necessarily ruin the movie for me because it's still a a full experience. I guess I like being surprised. No, I do too. Yeah. But I'm just saying... uh, There are times when I'll listen to a podcast for something that I'm like, oh, I might see that, or that sounds kind of interesting. Almost looking for someone to convince me to see it. And it doesn't really ruin it. It doesn't take away from the experience for me. Yeah. But that's just me. Uh, So, yeah, anyways, we were talking about the credits. Um, The cast for this movie is pretty gold. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tony Collette, Adam Scott, David Kushner... um, there was one, the aunt, Aunt Dorothy. I know, 
she has like a con- uh, Conchata Farrell. Yeah. Uh, she is in this, and you know I've only ever seen her in one other movie outside of Two and a Half Men. What? Aaron Brockovich. Oh well, she was in Mr. Deeds. Uh, which is oh. like my favorite Adam Sandler movie. She's in Edward Scissorhands too, and I don't. Remember oh yeah. Her in that at okay. All. I do. Um, I think she gets her hair cut by him. The oh, that's funny. The whole dynamic in this family is like really well written, because I believe it. Like I believe that there's the uncle that. The family is like, oh, it's your crazy uncle. But then the more you kind of get to know him, you're like, oh, well, he's just this dude. That's just a redneck. Like, he's just a redneck. But he's totally, like, not dumb. He, he does say no, some dumb shit. he's just kind of an shit. asshole, yeah. Exactly. He's just an asshole. And uh, they do a couple of things where, which I noticed this. I'd never noticed this before. But they make a joke about how he's always got to have guns on everything. Yeah. But then later on, uh, they make a joke about Adam Scott being wimpy because he's holding the small handgun. So I'm like, oh, this movie's not really playing either side. It's making jokes at both sides. And it's just addressing that this is just the dynamic. Yeah. And I appreciate that because I feel like it's it's easy to make a movie where you're like really heavily leaning one way or the other. Yeah. Um... Yes. And that scene did yes. make me laugh where he hands him the magnum and he's like, oh, this is heavy. And he's like, yeah, he's oh, like, that's my wife's gun. Yeah, he says her name, but... Uh, I can't remember her name. I can't either, so it's all good. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah. That is, but then he ends up like saving him with it. Yeah, true. Uh, and then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, he also yeah. ends up with the shotgun later. Adam Scott's character. Yeah. Actually, I, I do think my favorite person to wield that shotgun is Aunt Dorothy, though, dude. She's yeah, like dude. kicking ass and taking names. I was just like, this is what's up. I know. I um, forgot what she says, like, right when she does it, too. Oh, she says, like, with pleasure. Or yeah. <laughs> Cocks it. And... Um, so the, the credit sequence and then the brief conversation the grandma has about Christmas uh, with Max, mm-hmm. both in a lot of ways, uh, more so than I'd like really noticed before, reflect kind of the whole theme of the movie because the intro is about people like obviously not va- valuing the holidays the way that it was initially supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and that is the, one of the major issues in this movie. Max is no longer valuing Christmas because his family's all fighting and it's all dis- dysfunction, and that's where everything goes wrong for them. But also the grandma says that Christmas is a time of sacrifice and thank, uh, being thankful. Yeah. The movie ends with, uh, with sacrifices. And then he wakes up to be grateful for what he has. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, dude, this movie's telling you right off the bat, like, here's what it is and here's what's wrong with everything and you're, fuck you. Basically, like, I love that. Like, I love when they take this concept of, like, here's how everybody is now. Yeah. And here's why it's wrong. Yeah, I, um... I don't know if maybe you feel the way same way or maybe I'm just like way out of left field, but I kind of felt like, um, wh- what was the kid's name? Max. I feel like Max was supposed to be Michael Doherty. Maybe. Like, it's funny. It I hadn't really thought about that. You know, I, I will, I will, I could see that. But they like that. modernized it and sure. made it about this little kid now. And I could see that. I, I mean, I I couldn't say for sure if that is or not. He would have to say for himself, but... I didn't think this the first time I saw this, but I did think this this time watching this, but Max is a little brat. Like, he's kind of a little brat. I don't really think so. He's just like... I think he's unfairly treated when he's, like, really just hoping for the best and trying trying to be, like, a good person. Like, he tries to start up a conversation with his cousin, and he just, like, fucking stares at him. 
What was cousins kind of a dumb? Oh, I know. Okay, but that's the thing. You too, just reminded it's like, me. It's actually, frustrating. Do you think that that kid was supposed to be sort of an homage to the 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 fat kid in yellow and trick or treat? Kinda. Because he kind of looked a lot like that him. guy. Yeah. That- <laughs> that guy. Uh, He's like 36 and retired now. So. Is I'm he just, really? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was 10 years ago. Dude, I don't know. The kid that played Beans and even Stevens, he was like... <laughs> he looks the he same. He was up there. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. He's got like a goatee now. Though. I don't... Yeah, I don't think it's that he was old. I think it's that he just didn't change and unfortunately he looks gross. <laughs> um, it's like, just keep the baby look, man. Like, just just be Beans forever. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I was conflicted. A part of me does feel sort of like Max is being an asshole, too. In what way? Because he's, like, fighting people whenever they disagree. Mm. I, what's what's the <clears throat> situation? You'd have to, sorry, I watched it last night, so. Well, the opening credits end with him fighting a kid. Because the kid said something about Santa Claus not being real. I mean, that's what a lot of it is, is him getting in fights with people because they basically want to be like, dude, Santa's not real. In a way, though, like, isn't he kind of a guardian of the faith, though, in that, in a sense? Because he's like, how dare you, like, lose faith in that? Sure. And, and then all this evil shit happens. He finally becomes corrupted by it. Yeah. Because he can't get anyone to just, like, be nice to each other. I guess I, you're not. Here's the thing. Boom. You're not wrong. I just Boom, don't think that it's chill. like our our protagonist kid is like going around fighting people because they don't believe in Christmas, and that kind of seems anti-Christmas. I get that, but I I really like it because it's like it's this kid that's like I love Christmas, I love my family, <laughs> I and love he just Christmas. can't take it anymore because everyone's a shithead, and he really feels that, and then. He goes through the trial of what that, you know, what that does to him or, like, what that becomes of him uh, in order to, like, really appreciate it and be like, yeah, whatever. But, I mean, I think it's kind of, uh, honestly, in my opinion, I think that's kind of unfair. I, I mean, I get it with the whole ripping it off and being like, I hate Christmas, I hate all of you. Well, do you remember what the Christmas letter said in it, too? It wasn't mean, though. It was He's, like... Dude, he said something about how his uncle wishes his daughters were boys. I know, but he's he's not saying it to mock them. He's he's saying like I I wish this wasn't a thing because it's so obvious and like hurtful. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's like hard. It's just hard. That's a hard one for me because it's like, how do you? That's the thing. Is I, I that's I a think... heavy assumption to make. I'm well. I guess I'm not necessarily assuming. I'm just saying, like this. This is how I perceived it. Well, I meant on Max's part. Oh well. And then for it to be read in front of the family is shitty, but he but, doesn't read it, so I'm not blaming him. Remember for that. how? Uh, what was the daughter's name? Beth. Beth. Remember how she's like, "You're the one that said they shouldn't be allowed to breed" or something, and she's like, "I didn't say that." And then she does her thing. She's like, "I said they should have to take a test." A test. Before, and so yeah. part of me kind of just imagines. You know, he absorbed what he had heard his parents say. Sure, and and I was gonna argue also for the fact that obviously he's because that's what kids he's do. He's like you know? starved they... for attention, very obviously. Yeah. Um, Do- so, doesn't uh, yeah. Adam Scott's character, his dad, say like he's gone a lot or something? Well, yeah, he's like he's always gone on business, and and that was one oh, thing he yeah, says yeah. too. He says he wishes his parents were still in love. Yeah, and I mean, 
at one point in the movie too, they do give the impression that they're starting to like recognize their appreciation for each other again. Yeah. But I mean, you know, too little too late. It's pretty much as far as the movie's concerned. So yeah, Max he rips up his letter to Santa and throws it out, which is the catalyst for everything that's gonna happen in this movie. We get a power outage, which means we're in motion in every movie ever, yeah. uh, <laughs> which, not mad. Uh, the first of the Krampus's like minions to show up are the snowmen. Yeah. I love Super the creepy. snowmen, dude. I love how it just like, it builds up over throughout the movie and there's just more and more and they're like getting closer and closer to the house. Well, I was just, dude, I was just thinking, what a great idea for like And they a weren't Christmas just like regular story. snowmen, they like looked creepy. Right. Because, well, they like just... Like Blair Witch-esque. But think about this. A Christmas short about people that are in their house because there's a blizzard and every time they look outside there's another snowman built. Yeah. That's fucking terrifying. I know. And so, just that alone, I was like, oh my god. This movie has a lot of, like, little things that I was like, that's so cool. That they just don't really expound upon. They're just like, no, just part of the lore. There it is. Yeah. And I, I really dig that because it's so cool. It's so, um, like, fresh. Which, they basically take the whole, like, Christmas um, cliche with Santa Claus and everything flipping on its head. I mean, with the toys being monstrous. Mm -hmm. and Do you think that um, Krampus is supposed to be just Santa? Or do you think that it's two different beings? No, he's a shadow. Right. He's the shadow of Saint Nick. Right, right, right. right. So okay. he's... It's a weird paradox because it's like he's, uh, this, uh, what does he say, um, in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, it's like, this one's fellow. Oh, he's not like, this it's, one, but it's the other twin. One. Yeah, uh, it's twin. Not quite evil. Oh, he's evil. a doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not it's quite not quite his, evil, not, it's not just the evil. opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I love that shit. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I see it, is that, like, he really just walks on the opposite plane. Whereas, like, Santa is there to bring gifts, he's there to take. Sure. And that's, that's the whole message and everything. He's conjured the demon, God. you know? And I love the... I mean, well, the chains are, like, a part of the Krampus mythology, but I love the way they use them in this movie where it's the chains with the bells. Yeah. I was like, fuck, that yeah, is so dude. cool. It's so scary, but, like, so, so like, ah, Christmas. Like, right. It's, like, quaint, but, it's but like terrifying. This, it's, like... It's like, oh shit, now I don't like Christmas. Uh, it's not true. I love Christmas still. But but it's like, oh shit, like you're you're taking something that's a part of Christmas and making it like terrible, like terrifying. Right. And it's it's like every uh enjoyable aspect of Christmas in this movie, Krampus is able they're able to take it and be like let's make it uh, evil. Like yeah. in some way, you know. Even the bells look fucking evil. I was just like, dude, how do you do that? How do you design and an it evil has looking like, bell? And it's it's really not like, like really when you think about it, it's like it's not evil. It's like this, just old looking like I don't know Swedish bell or something. Whatever. It looks like maybe it was With, made of clay. Uh, I thought it was just like really old metal. Maybe, um, probably like an old brass. Yeah, um, with like a cursive, oops, uh, cursive scripture of like it says something von Krampus or something. Yeah, like that. I, I didn't get to be. Uh, I didn't see the, see first the beginning part. of it, but all I could. Oh, because um, they really linger on the way they you're just saying Krampus. The Krampus part, right. yeah, that's the part you always see. I, I really dig. Uh, I really dug like that take on the whole design, really, of Krampus. My only complaint was the face. I kind of agree, although I appreciated it a lot more uh, this time, 
But that was what kind of killed it for me the first time was because he had the horns, the hooves. I wanted him to be more like a goat. But sure. what I'll say is that I, I appreciate it more now because I noticed his eyes are goat eyes. Right, right, right. I never noticed that before. I thought they were just yellow and creepy. Well, like and so, like uh, Palpatine kind of. I, I love that look so much, when, especially when they're in the dark and just the yellow part is glowing. Oh, right. Oh, dude, that's the best. I, uh... Oops. I uh, was a little confused at first because when they show his face, before they really give a clean up close cut of the eyes, I was like, is he almost supposed to be wearing, like, Santa's skin? Because that's what it almost looks like. Because the face almost looks like it's hanging off of his head. Sure. And that was kind of my problem with the design is the face is so stiff. Yeah. It like has the, no movement. I know. That That's what I didn't like about it too. The, I, I like the teeth, but I also feel like there's too much and they're like kind of too big. Because I would have liked the mouth to move around a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you get some cool CGI Because you get a lot of the action, tongue, but... yeah. Uh, that was... <laughs> that actually was one thing that made me laugh a lot was when the... Um, the like angel had its tongue sticking out and oh, yeah, trying like, to lick the guy. That like was it was like straight up. up in her ear at one point, and I like definitely giggled. <laughs> like that had me laughing. I was just like, that is so much like that had to have been so much fun to shoot that scene because it's so <laughs> silly looking. I know it probably would have been like harder like to not laugh. Totally of, like pretending to freak out. But I mean that. Well, I, maybe not. I, I if you're really getting into it. I think that she's that, an actress, a great one, by the way. Uh, no, absolutely. Tony I, I, that's this, something I was gonna say. Tony Collette in this movie, uh, every movie, underrated. Every movie. No, she definitely gets like her appreciation in her films. I think she's underrated in this movie because she plays a pretty like heavy role. Yeah, I kind of wish she got more action. Honestly, I agree. Not in a <laughs> sexual way. You know, I, I kind of, I kind of wish that they had spaced out the interactions between the minions with the family a little more because yeah. once it happens it sort of just like leads into it happening a lot really quick and then it's yeah. over and it's pretty much like they got to get out of the house and go yeah the next thing well that's that's kind of what i like though is like it's almost like you meet levels so like right. there's levels of it the first thing to really appear is the jack in the box well the snowman Oh, right. Technically, the snowman. Mm -hmm. Snowman's the first thing. It's kind of like an idol. You don't really see it do anything other than multiply. I mean, yeah, and you don't and really see that they never And they never actually really do anything but hide other minions. Which I wonder if there's, like, maybe deleted scenes or something with it. But, sure yes, there they're are. kind of more, like, for hiding. Um, so, but there's, like, levels of it. Because then there's that. And then there's, like, the gingerbread men, which are, like, your little pesky, uh, you know, like, Easier to kill, but, like, kind of scarier in a way, just they're because almost, they're a little more, like, human-like. They're almost like critters. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then your next level is, like, your bigger stuff, like the uh, the bear and the angel. And they're, like, a little more creepier and kind of have their own thing. And, and the robot. The, well, I guess I said, we said the jack-in-the-box already. But I on the scale... Oh, right, the robot. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, on the scale of it, I guess I would put the jack-in-the-box after them, because it's, like... Kind Massive. of like, yeah, it's kind of like the tank. Yeah, that and man, then that you Jack have the in the elves, box. which are more like warriors and like uh, instead of like beasts and sure, like, I don't know. Uh, well, the little people, the Jack in the Box, we find out is more of like an extraction team almost because it turns into yeah. this like Jack in the Box centipede thing after yeah. it swallows the bodies and then they bring a chain in and yank that guy out. Yeah, uh, which. That scene made me laugh because they chain up Aunt, um, Dorothy, Dorothy and just like 
like polar right out yeah. the window, and I was like, oh my god, it looks like a bit out of like the Grinch. Like <laughs> it's it's so good. Um, also, David Kushner jumping on his daughter or jumping onto the Jack in the Box as it's being ripped out was pretty funny. Yeah, where he's like, oh screw this, and jumps on it. Uh, or screw this fairy twisted fairy tale bullshit or something like yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, we talked about the the snowman. The DHL guy shows up because the postman always delivers. I guess there's some joke in there. Uh, hot chocolate makes everything better. Amen. And then Beth yes. decides to go face the storm to find her boyfriend because her phone's uh, getting no service. And this is where shit really starts to pick up because we get our first interaction with the Krampus yeah. as well as our first interaction with the Jack in the Box. This happens like 20 minutes in too. Yeah. Something like that. This movie, it kind of happens a lot faster than I remembered. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's a pretty cool 98 minutes. It's only an hour and a half. Well, and I remember it not taking long for it to start. Um, but I feel like they're, I, get, I guess they're good moments though because they're like uh, moments to breathe. But sometimes I feel like the action isn't, like, constant enough. Sure. Um, I will say I appreciated when, once they've all gotten out of the attic and they're kind of in the living room, how they send the dog up and then all of the monsters fall into the living room. Yeah. So it's kind of like, nope, it's not over yet. Because yeah. I was like, damn, that was good, but it's <clears> over. <throat> and then it was like, oh, never mind. Okay, we get yeah. some more. And then you get the elves. And, yep. Yeah. So. Um, so Beth in the Storm, this is where we get our first kind of brief look at Krampus when he's up on the rooftops. And when she first sees him, I was like, fuck, that is cool. But also the the terror of kind of walking alone in the snow. This reminded me of uh, walking in the snow at night by myself. And, like, you have... It's very quiet because the snow mutes everything. Yeah. And also... Except your footsteps. It's It's almost dark. It's dark out, but because of all of the white on the ground, it's still so bright out. Well, unless the clouds are out, which they kind of are in this movie, so it is pretty dark. But but it's still just such an uncomfortable feeling, and uh, I think that they do a really good job of, like, showing that with her in this. And then then the actual fear of, which this is one thing I wasn't in love with, but at the same time, what else would you do here, is when he jumps from house to house, I just thought it looked a little too, looked too weightless. Um, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. But it's a CG thing. I mean, there's nothing you can really do there. Oh, see, I thought it was because maybe it was a prop. And so they were trying to be careful with it. Because, mm. like, I feel like that's the thing is, like, CGI, you can make it look heavy. But with it's hard prop, to... Though, it's harder to, like, make it look heavy without being like, oh, we broke it. Sure. Right? I mean, yeah, it's I just don't know. the prop, so... Although I did appreciate when it does land and she's underneath the truck. Yeah. And it's walking walking around around. the truck. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then Uh, you see that it's hooves. Right. And they're like burning in the snow. And then he he just like dips out and she's kind of like, oh. Yeah. But then the jack in the box is behind her. I will say when he first jumps on that one house and it focuses on it a lot. The first time I watched that, I had no idea he was there. Until, like, the horns got up enough, like, between the backlight. Oh. For me to be like, oh, right as it's, like, jumping to the next thing or whatever. And I was like, oh. But in this one, I caught it, like, right away. But I was still like, is that it? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. See, I love it. uh, And maybe, what did you watch this on? Voodoo, which, 
like halfway through it like started to stop and like do the spinny circle and oh, i was like god no. damn it this is what happened last time you should have told me i have two copies of it oh um, it's fine it, it didn't last long and i was able to finish it just fine so i watched um i watched the blu-ray of it and god that scene just that reveal of him for the first time i was just like fuck that is so cool man yeah because but what the fuck would you do? You're walking down the street and you just see this big ass like monster on top of a house, yeah. and he looks massive, dude. He looks fucking big. But he's also like hunched over. <clears throat> yeah, which that makes me kind of wonder, like, which I'm glad they don't reveal because I, I like leaving more of this to the imagination. But what does he look like underneath that fucking cloak, dude? I imagine a goat. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, Some form of like. <clears throat> but goat he has those human. crazy hands too, so. So, yeah. like, my idea of him is that they're like, what if Santa Claus was the devil? <laughs> and that's how, like, they got that look. Yeah. I, mean, um, I don't know if you remember, but, like, uh, a few years back, some, like, uh, uh, movie from Norway or the Netherlands or something. Are you talking about a Krampus rare, movie? rare Exports? Oh, Rare Exports. That's right. Fantastic movie. I've never seen it, but We're gonna that was, it like, year. the Krampus movie, and everyone was like, oh... I'm giving but I was you guys, like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of cool, I guess. I'm giving you guys a one-year heads up. <laughs> We're watching that next year. Sure. Uh, so, Rare Exports next Christmas. Um, so, like, I never saw that, but, like, this was definitely the version that I was like, yes. Well, that's what I want Krampus to be. I'll tell you right now, Rare Exports is not a Krampus movie. It's a Santa Claus movie. Oh, it is supposed to be Santa Claus. It's just yeah. that, like, oh, Santa that's Claus right. Santa Claus is just straight-up evil. Right. Yeah. And so that was, I think, maybe where my confusion on whether or not they were meant, uh, Krampus and Santa were meant to be two different <clears throat> beings or if they were sure. maybe extrapolated from the same um, mythology. I'm not exactly sure. You know what's funny is I, I feel like they, uh, well, I don't think that's right. I was going to say, I, I kind of feel like in other countries they kind of will more like do the twisted kind of like um taking like a thing that's normally good and making it a actually a bad thing it's like well that's the myth this is the reality right i feel like they do that a lot but i i guess like they hollywood does that right i I think that what it actually just you don't see it like really a ton well i think what it is and this movie sort of talks about it is how like american companies or coca-cola pepsi and stuff have kind of like commercialized and like uh, glorified the ideas uh, of these mythologies. So, like, the same way Disney is built on, like, public right or uh, public use, like, stories. And, it, like, the original stories were all just old stories, like the grim fairy tales and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, it was basically, like, let's retell this story in a little more of a, like, happy family-oriented oh, sure. way. Yeah. And, I, and because, like, Krampus... I would imagine that mythology probably runs back farther, if not as far as Santa Claus. Yeah. So. I agree. So, but I think that's the case with a lot of things. I mean, even the grim fairy tales, for instance, Cinderella in the book, uh, her sisters cut her, their fucking toes off to put the, the glass slipper on to prove that they were Cinderella. Yeah. And so, like, but that's not in the Disney movie, obviously, you know, and, like, thank God, but, <laughs> but... I think that those stories were morality tales that were set in, like, a very bleak reality. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I mean, that was the thing. It's a reflection of the times. Yeah. It, things weren't always... Those were the days! <laughs> hot, but, or hot, uh, hot take, guys, but 
things are the most convenient they've ever been. So <laughs> let's appreciate that for a second. Um, after Beth kind of disappears, that's when Adam Scott and Dave Kushner go out to look for her. This is where we get like the gingerbread man stuck to the fridge, as we talked about earlier. And this is um, where we yes. we get their first interactions with the sort of minions. Dude, the one thing, uh, the one like minion thing I sort of forgot about in this movie is the like s the snow tremors. I assumed that was the Jack in the Box. See, I didn't know if I should assume that or not because I did it first, but then I was like. Is it something else, though? I don't know. Well, the thing to me was that the Jack in the Box first appears under the DHS truck, or whatever. Is that the what DHL truck, but DHL. it's the box. It's the box, but it starts to come out. And then we see the whole van shaking. Sure. I imagine it's growing into its normal form, and then it burrows underground and can, like, okay. swim around underground. Just like how it went through, like, the pipe when it's in the attic. I'll take that. Or the I just didn't, or whatever. I didn't want to assume they were the same thing. Well, I, I didn't either until the end of the movie, and that's what draw, drew me to that, because um, I was like, I swear they show it at some point, and it's something slightly different, but you never really see it. Yeah, they, they never show it. always just pulled under the ground. Which, that idea to me was still pretty freaky. I mean, yeah. and it, like, bit them. Yeah. You know, and... Um, and something that they don't really linger on or explain, but they do show um, or hint at later in the movie. Whenever Krampus is around, so I'm assuming this to be the case for the... Oh, actually, I can't assume that to be the case. But whenever the, the Krampus is around, the temperature drops. So hmm. we only see that at one point in the movie, and it's when Grandma locks the front door after everybody leaves, and Krampus shows up, and it shows the snow globes frosting over. Hmm. And so... Um, what I'm getting at with that is when Adam Scott and David Kushner's characters are in the snow after he's been dragged, David Kushner's been dragged around and then Adam Scott pulls him out, they get back and he says that they're already showing signs of... Right, after four minutes. Right. Uh, uh, frostbite. Frostbite, thank you. I couldn't think of what it was either. And so... Fascinable. I was going to say, I would assume that for all of the minions as well, but that's, I don't think that's a fair assumption because they were in the house and nobody really recognized temperature drops then. Right, it didn't really happen, um, and like keeping the fire hot was kind of like an important thing, which in my mind doesn't make sense because isn't Krampus like from hell? That's why his hooves are hot when he's walking around on the snow. That's funny. I had so like, like put why two, would that two together, but yeah, I think you're right. If anything, you'd be you'd think you'd be more comfortable. So, yeah, I wonder if it's, <laughs> I wonder what the tradition behind that is. Or, like, what the reasoning behind that is. I'd have to look into it. Uh, well, and the, my only counter-argument to my main point there is that um, it's not really explained by the grandma to where it seems like that would be the lore. It's really just from Adam Scott. And I think this might be after the point well, of she where... She says it. She says it to them before it goes out the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't. I missed it. Then I guess she says it the first time. It's before she does her backstory, though. Okay. Well, maybe it's because that's how the wave starts. You know, there was like the hook that came down. And yeah. So, but I mean, it, it kind of seems like they find whatever way because they didn't go down the chimney into the attic necessarily. Right. So, um, when they I mean, when they get they back, did, I guess. But well, this is actually like about where we get. Our backstory from Grandma, so... Oh, no, that's right. They were... Because uh, the 
the monsters in the attic were the packages. Right. That's right. Because the DHL guy. Was so it the... really an attic, though? I thought it was kind of just upstairs, like a loft. I couldn't really tell. Although it looked like there was, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Because the power you. was just out. Um... But yeah, the DHL guy, when he shows up, there's the bag outside, and he says, oh, that's not for me, it must be the boys in brown. Boys in brown, yeah, yeah. UPS. Uh, which, I thought that was pretty funny. I also, like, always get a kick out of seeing DHL, because my uncle used to work for DHL. So, like, every time I see DHL stuff, I'm like, oh, it's funny. Like, yeah. you've seen that. That's funny. Um, when uh, they get back from their, like, exploration, the grandma starts to go into her backstory, and... Um, it's funny, after seeing it the first, well, not the first time, but after watching it today, before getting to the end of the movie, I was like, well, then why didn't she end up in a snow globe? Who? The, the grandma? grandma. As a little girl. But I figured that out. And it's because she doesn't revolt the way that Max does at the end. Um, I kind of imagine it as just that he has every house in a snow globe and can go to them at any point he well, chooses. So kind of like uh, Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice pull. Actually, it would be more like Brainiac, but I don't think Brainiac does it to travel to them. He just collects them. Uh, well, so here was my take on it was after the grandma tells her story, she gets the bell and yeah. basically is left to be a reminder of like Christmas spirit. Um, more of like a reminder of like the bad shit that's going to well, happen that's if what, you don't have that. That's what it is. Cause she says like, like as, as a warning, she, yeah. she's meant to be a warning. And so Max goes through the whole thing, but then at the end, instead of just taking the bell and like, le and leading the warning, he goes and throws the bell back at Krampus and says, no, I want my family back. Take yeah. me instead. And so I assume that that's why the ending happens is because he was unwilling to just stay after everything had happened although mm. we see a lot of houses and snow globes so who yeah. knows that you know um the family drama in this movie i got kind of tired of it pretty fast is it because you relate or because you don't relate maybe no it's i definitely related to I was a gonna lot say, of it i i kind of relate to a lot of this kind of I relate to a lot of it. I don't know. I Maybe it is because I relate, and I'm just like, yeah, I've already like seen all of this. I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I liked it because I was like, oh, this is relatively familiar, and I guess I, I it guess makes it sense was, for the story. It was the heavy-handedness of like Aunt Dorothy being like a cranky old bitch, but then they're like, oh, well, you live in a trailer. And it's like, oh, God. Like, I just feel like that's such a cliche. Um, Man, we always have different perceptions on things. Yeah. Which I definitely see what you're coming for, where you're coming from, but at the same time, I mean, I guess that is kind of her burn to her, but it was kind of used when she's like, "How about I come into your kitchen and you know bitch and moan about everything you worked so hard for for Which weeks?" And I did, I do appreciate that like uh, angle of Tony Collette straight up being like, "Do you know? Do you understand how much work I put into this?" And right. you're just being a bitch, and like, it's like I'm trying to. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about having like. But then at the I'm same time, that aunt kind of like guys, doesn't give a shit. <laughs> I'm not fat shaming, but she's a big gal. I'm just gonna say it. But there's something about having the large like woman who is in a trailer park that's a bitch. It's like God, what a fucking cliche of a character. Like my God. And I only say that because I've lived in a trailer park my whole life, 
I'm just kidding. I was I'm like, kidding. no, you haven't. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. I'm just I was about joking. to roast your ass for that no, shit. Don't uh, even. No, my grandma lives in a trailer park. Not a single fat person there. This is where the hook down the chimney scene comes in because uh, David Kushner says, he basically like volunteers to stay up and keep watch and then says yeah. a, shepherd, a shepherd's got to protect his flock. Immediately and cuts then, to him, passed out. I was yeah. like, that's so fucking funny because like me, yeah. dude, straight up me, I fucking fall asleep over anything. I might have like narcolepsy. It's funny because I feel like the people that probably really would stay up are the ones that end up being told, no, I'll do it, and then they fall asleep and then fuck everybody. It's like, God damn it, I should have just done it. Yeah, exactly. Because I'd be like, yeah, I'm up. The cookie, like, as bait on the hook. Yeah. I honestly thought that was kind of funny that it's like, basically Krampus is fishing for a kid. Yeah. Like, the way they do that scene is so fucking good. I thought it was just supposed to be creepy because it's like a meat hook. No, totally. But I love how far back it, like, hooks. It almost looks, like, impossible. Well, it, it almost looks like no matter what, you're going to, like, hurt yourself. Oh, absolutely. The Christmas tree catches on fire, which yep. would fucking suck. Uh, I mean, it, not if it's, like, healthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, It's getting water daily, and it's thick. It's I mean, yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to burn still, but, like, it's not going to be, like... Actually, it's maybe a dry one would be better because it'd be done quicker. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, it reminded me of the time my kitchen got on fire. Oh, yeah. That was God. fun. That was the time. I really dug the whole uh, aspect of her speaking another language and how the family, a couple of members of the family, were able to talk to her. Because at one point, Adam Scott's character also does it. Well, yeah, it's her kid. No, I know. But he, he doesn't do it at any other point in the movie. Yeah. It's just this one point that she's getting, like, worked up, and he does it, and it calms her down, and I was like, fuck, that's good. That's good writing, though. Because a lot, mm -hmm. I mean, like, you could miss that detail, but just having it, it, it's a little more believable. Yeah. What did you think of the little phantasm dwarf, like, scene of them, like, hiding behind them? They look so small, the little minions the with the masks on. The elves? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're elves. They're supposed to be like. Would they be elves if they were the Krampus? Is that's that what they said. Oh, I don't know. They're like, know. it's the elves. Well, what do these bitch ass or, humans know about Satan? I'm pretty sure it was the grandma. Hell elf, elves. Well, sure. So she knows everything about it. But yeah, because she experienced it. I loved, but also was bummed that they didn't really touch on this much. That the Jack in the Box, or at least I assume it was the Jack in the Box, was able to imitate Beth's voice. I didn't think it was really a good imitation. No, I didn't either. It definitely <laughs> sounded like something was going on. Come here. Let me show you where I've been. But I was like, ooh. Everyone's going to be pissed. Just you, wait. Did you think that it was the Jack in the Box doing it? Uh, I don't know. I just assumed it was something. I don't assume it's the Jack in the Box. Because it doesn't say anything else. Um, It's p possible, though, that it did swallow Beth, and so therefore it's like, oh. You know, like it, it had an interaction with her. It's like a predator. <laughs> like the movie Predator? Yeah, or, like okay. it hears you make a sound and they can imitate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that shit. The, the Krampus is like like clicking at things and like yeah. going invisible and watching them. Um, yeah, he's got the helmet on his face, the Krampus helmet. This is when the family ends up in the upstairs fighting with all of the like minions, which the dog... Uh, 
The dog I, I brought up being brought into this, but eats the gingerbread man. That's the last one that it, it goes to attack David Kushner. I thought that was kind of a cute little like. Obviously, yeah, because he said the dog was useless, and then it ended up kind of proving itself. Right, and and obviously knowing that this movie, I didn't realize this movie was only PG thirteen. Huh. And so knowing that and watching this, I was like, oh okay, I'm thirteen years old and I'm watching this movie. Let's take it in as that kind of movie, right? A, pretty fucking scary. Yeah. Uh, B, pretty funny, and C, pretty cute. Yeah. Uh, like, a lot of the stuff was pretty cute in it. So, uh, I'm excited for my kids to get a little older so I can show them this movie. So then, yeah, there's the whole interaction of the, f the fights between them. The the toys end up in the living room with them, and this is where the, uh, the extraction team comes in for Krampus to get the uh, jack-in-the-box. And also, yeah. like, just chains up Aunt Dorothy and yanks her <laughs> out, too, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, She's, like, actually just, like, partying with them and, like, drinking. When when they all decide to leave and Grandma locks herself in and they're all pounding on the door, like, freaking out, I was like, why don't you guys just go through the huge hole in the fucking side of the house? Well, and then that's what he finally says. He's right. Like, the window and, yeah. But, but I was like, what, you're freaking... Like, I was kind of thinking like, the same thing. I was like, why wouldn't you be like, Mom, and then, like, oh, window, like, you know, right then. Yeah. Um, Duh, idiot. So something... I usually notice about these movies, uh, these movies that we watch, I mean, are the scores. But I'm usually listening for the scores. I didn't really catch it too much in this movie because they used a lot of Christmas just Christmas music. songs. Yeah. Uh, but there was a, a score cue near the end when uh, the family is, or when Max, I suppose, the family is trying to escape and Max ends up facing off with Krampus. Yeah. There is a more of a cinematic score that kicks in. And it's, like, really pretty, but also they, they went for, like, uh, that, like, tragic sound. And I really appreciated it there because yeah. you could have done a lot of things there. You could have gone for like the horror strikes of them trying to get away. Mm -hmm. But having it be sad was more effective for me because this movie is a family movie at the core. And watching this family fall apart is sad. Yeah. And and I think that's what this movie is kind of trying to show you that like it's very easy to to be distracted by like things in life. But you have to like remember to appreciate the people you're surrounded with. Yeah. Um, we also get one of my favorite set pieces in this movie, um, which is Krampus's sleigh. Uh-huh. And it's very brief, but once I did get, like, once you do get to see it, I was just like, this is so cool. I bet they had so much fun, like, designing this. Yeah, with, like, the, the, like, death rams. Yeah, there's just, like, the death rams, and there's, like, these... Uh, almost like ivory looking like like skeleton type things on it. I was just like, oh, this is just like so much fun to look at. And also like a 13 year old me would think I like cheesy looking things. Because <laughs> I thought skulls and stuff looked so cheapy, like cheesy and stuff. I remember I was just thinking that watching this, like some of this stuff when I was younger, I would have been like, this is a, such cheese dick. And as an adult, I'm like, Dude, that's fucking dope. Like, skulls, bro. <laughs> um... That's funny, because I would have still been like, dude, fucking skulls? That's sick, bro. <laughs> uh, Krampus opens up a, a hole to hell, and this is where Max sort of says, you know, take me, not my family. And Krampus, like, laughs and is like, fuck that, I'm taking all y'all. <laughs> yeah. Um, right before this, because I really liked this whole scene um, leading up to the very end, but before that, Max has this very close interaction with Krampus after his family gets taken and Krampus drops the bell uh -huh. and he picks it up and unwraps it and sees what it is. And we get like 
a blackout, and then it cuts to Max running toward them. Yeah, that, that was, made no sense to me. It was weird. Yeah, that no, I that threw me off too. I I was like, that was a really weird and almost unnecessary transition. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of a weird spot. So Max falls into the fire in some cheesy slow mo. It's fine. I mean, it's just like such a cheesy looking shot of him falling slow mo backwards into the fire pit. Um, but then he wakes up and it was all a dream. Maybe. Not really. Who uh, knows? Which I love the reveal of this too. And there was a split second of this because uh, he comes out and the whole family's like happy. Yeah. And it's this entirely like glimmery, shimmery well, moment of happy. They're not necessarily happy they're getting along yeah because like it's christmas morning everyone's like presents the uncle's like oh we were waiting for you bud like it's all very he's the only one that seems like he's like being nicer true true because this the although the girl is inviting but she's kind of rude to him about it not his sister but i think it's a cousin. cousin yeah um and then the sister is kind of sassy to him, too. Yeah, she's on her phone walking by. We get a moment of terror when um, he sits down and opens the gift and sees the bell. Yeah. And uh, I hadn't really done this, or I didn't do this the last time I watched this, but I looked over to see Tony Collette and Adam Scott's faces, and both of them look completely terrified. They all do. They all kind of, like... It's like they're like, oh, that wasn't a dream. That wasn't just sure. a dream. But it's the the it's initial like, cut of uh, or the shot of Max opening the gift and they're just in frame looking down and their faces drop into this like sheer terror and I was like fuck. But yeah. then also I'm going that's why Tony Collette killed it in Hereditary. Yeah. She on a dime is able to be like in a fucking situation. Yeah. Oh man. And then yeah, we see the house was in a snow globe in a room full of snow globes. Yep. And then we get this cheese dick ass jump scare where like all of the monsters pop up into the frame and then we get credits. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be fun, Sean. It was cute. It's fun. Okay? What are we rating this movie out of this week? Uh, we're going to rate it out of uh, five drumstick legs from Popeye's Chicken. All right. You're a really... That's the hill you're dying on today. Um, Little Nicky. How many Popeye's chicken legs do you give this movie? Uh, I give it... Uh, ooh, I'm kind of... I mean, either way, it's a good review. Or rating, I should say. Um, I'm somewhere between a 4 and a 4.5. Wow. I think wow. it's pretty good. But, like like I said I mean, uh, before, which pretty much gave it away but i ended up liking this movie a lot more than i remembered liking it i'm shocked by that because i remember you not wanting to do this movie and being like uh i think that actually what it was is we had talked about trick-or-treat and you had said something along the lines of liking it better than this movie and i think in my mind it oh. went immediately to you not liking this uh but hmm. regardless, this could all also be just in my head. But uh, comparatively, do you prefer this movie or Trick or Treat? Um, ooh, that's hard because I feel like 
they're both doing what they do very well. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. when I go, if I were, if I want to watch a Halloween movie, I'm going to watch Trick or Treat. If sure. I want to watch a scary Christmas movie, I'm going to watch Krampus. Yeah. So, um, like, I'm not going to watch Trick or Treat on Christmas. And I'm going to make a... I mean, I might, but I'm going to make a not. wild assumption here that you recommend this movie. Yes, but I... <sighs> It's hard to say because I think my grandma's kind of mature. I don't know if I'd recommend this to my grandma if she hadn't seen it, which sure. I may not have before. I was like, you might not be really into it. But at the same time, it's like she might actually really be into it. She She's she's pretty cool about that. She likes the Marvel movies. She likes, like, uh, it's really my aunt that kind of, like, pushes it and got her into it. But, like, she likes... You know, like big uh, award-winning movies, sure, stuff sure. like that usually. So, well, um, but she likes the fun stuff too, so it's cool. You know, Disney stuff. That's it's so funny. I did not expect you to give this movie that high of a score. Why? Um, I don't know. There was something about I. I kind of I. If this podcast has taught me anything, it's that my reading of a movie for you is actually like very invalid. <laughs> Which is funny because like there are times when I'm like on the money with what I think you're going to think of a movie. But then there's times when I'm totally, which it's a lot more often than I would think where I'm totally wrong. Well, and same goes for some of the movies I pick where oh, sure. I'm like, Oh, I didn't think you would like this one or Oh, why didn't you like this one? Like, sure. And then I'm like, pissed like, I, know, you always fuck? Get, I thought you would like this you always get bummed i i try to i try to not be too bummed out if you don't like a movie that i do like because uh you know it's just a movie but also like right. uh we're looking for different things yeah you i know. mean that's how we have our different flavors and there's definitely movies we obviously both like love and agree on all the time oh absolutely so. um well i this is wild but i actually um i was only going to give this movie a 3.5 Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I think that that... And I think I'm still going to give it that score. With that being said, um, I do re- I do recommend this movie as a Christmas movie, especially if you like genre film, genre being anything that's not comedy or drama. If you like movies that are fantastical and you want to watch something that's going to put you in the Christmas spirit but not be like overly like excited and happy then put this movie on and also it's funny yeah it still is funny like it has some good jokes in it um i really do enjoy this movie i think that it's really well written i think that it i think in my opinion trick-or-treat is the better of the two movies okay um and i mean my my reasoning is probably dumb but my reasoning for that is trick-or-treat is the first of the two and i feel like it doesn't have the same lull in the story that this movie has at some points. Cause there are times in this movie where I'm like, okay, let's get to the next scene. Like we're talking a lot. Yeah. Um, and like I said earlier, this could, I, I, I would consider this his sophomore slump, but by no means is this, um, a bad d- movie. Not at all. And, or is it a uh, proof or nor is it reason to believe that he wouldn't be able to make another good movie after this as you know, I haven't even seen King of the Monsters, but I know it was a good movie. I haven't heard a single bad thing about it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I do like this movie. I do recommend it. I'm going 3.5. I think that that's still, it's more than a, it's still a good score. Yeah. I mean, it's still a good movie. It's not really a negative score. I, 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 I would, would consider put it, it a 2.5 or lower to be kind of more. Yeah. 
I, I, I always think of um, if it's over a three, it's like low tier good movies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, with that being said, guys, follow us on Instagram. We're Hold in- up. I want to do something kind of different on this one. Okay. What's your number one? What's your like number one traditional Christmas movie? Like the one movie you have to watch every Christmas, um, like over any other Christmas movie. Okay, so I have two. Well, you get one. Um, but I only have two because one of them I don't know if counts. So I will go with the one that I know will count, and I'm gonna say. Um, Frosty Snowman. I almost just kept saying Snowman, Snowman. <laughs> snowman, Snowman, why. Snowman, Snowman. Frosty the Snowman, but that's just because ever since I was a little kid, that's a movie we've always watched. Okay. What I wanted to say was Elf, but I don't oh, know if you consider it a classic yet. That's why I didn't know. No, no, no. It, and I didn't say classic. I just said Christmas. Oh, okay. Well, then in that case, Elf, because I watch it every year. Okay. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, literally, that movie... I, I know all the jokes and I still laugh at yeah, them. Yeah. You know, like when he holds the burp forever and then he goes, did you hear that? Like that fucking kills me every time. The fact that he actually goes, did you hear that? Afterwards kills me. Uh, I, that's so weird that you would say, I don't know if that's a classic yet. Like it absolutely is. Okay, fair enough. It's at I just, least like 10 well, okay, years I'm old. I'm sorry, you and... said traditional Christmas movie. And so that made me No, think I said, of what's like... your tradition? Oh, I see. I see. Like, your traditional gotcha, Christmas gotcha. movie. Like, what's a tradition for you to watch? I spit on movie? your grave. Nice. Okay. Uh, well, me and my sister have one. Um, it, it used to be Elf, like for sure. Sure. And I think it's cause, it's funny because like, we were kind of like, uh, probably like preteens when that came out. Or maybe I want to say we were teenagers. Um, my your sister was probably a preteen. My sister would have been like kind of in between both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's funny. Um, but the new one now, and and she and I watch it every year together. Is for Christmases. That is so funny how much that movie keeps coming up in my life, and it's I think I've seen me- it. Well, I think I've seen it once. Really, and I don't remember any of it. You should watch it this year, dude. You should watch it with me this year. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, there's just so many jokes and I don't, I don't get why she and I like it so much, but like we go back and forth quoting it. Well, I mean, dude, before the podcast, like all year for the podcast, we're talking about Jean, uh, John Favreau. Yeah. Yeah. And he's in that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like my favorite movie, like probably my favorite Christmas movie, honestly. It's just like so funny and like good, but that's also the. Uh, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow right. leather. <laughs> That's where um, that comes from. Uh, if I wanted to piss Zach off, I would have said Batman Returns. Nah, I'm over it. I wouldn't uh, be pissed. <laughs> With that being said, guys, go follow us on Instagram at pod. as in why are we watching this Please pod. leave a review on, on whatever portal you are viewing this on. Please. Preferably Apple Podcasts. Helps us immensely. Uh, you can also find us on Google Play Podcast. It keeps the lights on. And Casbox FM. Um, with all of that being said. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. I want you guys to remember to have a Merry Christmas and a safe and happy New Year. Yep. We'll be back on January 2nd. Don't with forget f- what to be appreciative for stuff and say thank you. Good call. And out. give good stuff. Um, we'll be back on January 2nd with the first episode of Season 2. Um, and as a present to you guys, we're going to announce that we are starting things off with a bang and watching Demons 1985.
So stay tuned <laughs> for all of that questionable goodness. Ooh. And Watch as it. we always say, peace, peace bitches. bitches.